Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unfiltered Impose. Opinions! <laughs> Where I'm Drew. I'm B. <laughs> and uh, it's been a while since we've been on. It's been a hot minute. And you can tell that we can't contain ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> 50% of us. So. Fuck you. <laughs> Lots happened. Uh, I had cancer, recovered, so there's that. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> no, the fuck you didn't. No, I uh, I went through a period of time where I realized that... He liked men. <clears throat> no. Um, Not yet. That, that's coming. That I apparently needed money than I, more than I needed sleep, so I, I, I worked over... Like, this motherfucker has been out of the last, like... 30 days, I think he's worked 20, uh, 20, yeah, I was going to say like 26 of them. So that is one of the reasons why we have not been, I have actually also been working a shitload and we've had a bunch of family shit going on. Um, we had our family reunion, what, two weeks ago, last week, I don't know, something like that. Something like that. Hung Um, out with black people. Well, we do that regularly. Because we're not racist. Correct. Um, yeah, we've just had... Uh, we've just been super fucking busy. Um, we actually... I did try getting a couple of videos out um, about me kayaking. Uh, we completely forgot to get videos out when we went to Kennywood, but we did do that. We just suck. So, um, we just don't remember these things. Also, Drew was dealing with one of his children because they were being a bit of an ass when we went there. And I was just enjoying my time there, so I didn't think about it. <clears throat> but yeah, so, uh, you know, we suck, and it is what it is, but we're back! So, fucking join, you pricks. Absolutely. And hopefully a weekly thing. Uh, we're going to be talking about the future of unfiltered imposed opinions and how we're going to handle it uh we know that first season was pretty organized um but it was bland that's how we kind of felt for the most part uh we did like shooting from the hip and just kind of going crazy with season two but we didn't get a lot of views downloads you guys aren't hanging out with us anymore um (laughs) so we're going to be figuring, figuring shit out. something out and, and at no cost to you, but only cost to ourselves, but well, uh, we're not leaving. No, we're not. So, so you fucks. We're in this for the long haul. I don't care if I do this till I'm dead. Whenever I'm yeah. 30, so you pitter patter. Let's get at her. You motherfuckers. But Regardless, we're going to jump into episode 11, which is going to be the top 25 best NES games of all time in the opinion of Den of Geek. You want to check out Den of Geek, it's denofgeek.com. Just going to kind of read the article and see what they think and give you our own unfiltered opinion about it and let you know what we think and how we like these games and how we didn't, or if we even played them for that matter. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. And 
Yeah, see? Yeah. Right in. Jump right in. All right. Well, better patter. Let's get at her. So, top 25 SNES games. I said NES. Shoot me in the face, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, you know. SNES games. The Super Nintendo. Yeah, that one. It was... Uh, it was a console that came around, came out right around whenever we were born slash little. So, correct. Uh, here are some of our favorites, which which actually the first one that we start off with, <clears throat> number twenty five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Four, Turtles in Time. This game is Drew and I our favorite game. Le- legitimately this is probably if not our favorite. We've beat it what like 3 times. <clears throat> uh But we've played it about a million. Oh yeah, we've definitely played it a shitload like of times. We've beat it more than 3 times. Now, nah, we've beat it a lot of times. We've beat it probably at least a dozen times. Well, I think every time it. we try to beat it on like the, the hardest mode. Oh, on the hardest mode? Yeah, we've only beat that like three times. But like we've beat it many of times when we first started playing it because we played it on the easy mode. But um, <clears throat> this is by far, I think, Drew and I's collectively favorite game from this console. Uh, we still play it to this day. Yeah. Um, uh, fun just, fact, they fantastic. came out with a new game called uh, Shredder's Revenge for the Xbox One and PS4. Oh my yeah. fuck, is it fantastic. It you plays. Not only can you play more than two people, you can have up to six because you not have only all four of the Turtles, but you have Splinter and April. But it is fucking wild. We played with our cousin Chrissy and her boyfriend, Sergio. And we... <laughs> it was uh, It was interesting. It was I fun. Like, I it like was very fun. They're classic graphics, but it's upgraded. Yes. The, yeah. So. Yeah. Like just the way that it played, the graphics, like it looked the same. It played the same. Um. It it, it was just it was phenomenal. Like I definitely check it out. And uh, obviously, if you've never played these older games, I know like some of you younger kids didn't get a chance to play these. If you get a chance to play any of these older games, uh, do it. Like the graphics, yeah, to you are probably going to be shit, but. On a side note, the games are fantastic. Just to let all of you guys know, they are going to be releasing a Cowabunga game pack for the Xbox One, PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X. And it's going to have all of the classic Ninja Turtle games, including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 5 Turtles in Time. So That's 4. That's going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time. Uh... That comes out at the... Actually, I think next month. Nice. We'll so, try that out. Pretty excited for that. Indeed. Uh, this game is Street Fighter style game. It's a side scroller. You get to pick between one or four turtles. Um, whole idea of the game is you travel back in time and then forward in time and basically you're trying to just get back to your regular time to beat the shit out of shredder uh because fuck shredder this says we all remember the classes the classics of a 16-bit era but it was also a time where every single cartoon movie and toy line had a questionable video game attached to it the exception of this role was the tmnt games which stand for some of the finest beat-em-ups ever created a sequel to the beloved and better known teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game turtles in time levels take place throughout all of history resulting in plenty variety and even 
if the gameplay hasn't changed much. So this is, yeah, this was kind of a like, oh. It also says the SNES version also added a bunch of new enemies, bosses, and levels over the arcade version, making it the preferred way to play Turtles in Time. It even plays better than the 3D remake release on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So, um, I'm a fan of the arcade version. I've played it. This this is the only arcade that I've seen that had four sticks with four buttons congruently to the sticks where you could play four people on one arcade cabinet. Hmm. That's pretty fucking cool. Um it's just a game. It's it's a fantastic game. Like if you haven't played it, fucking play it because you're stupid. Oh, if you yeah. haven't, great. Number twenty four, Harvest um, Moon. I don't know what this one is to be honest. Harvest Moon is an RPG about farming. Uh, I never played Harvest Moon, but I've sold it like cake. Whenever I worked at GameStop, apparently it's a very large franchise. Uh, it's really amazing that Harvest Moon series hasn't ha- series has thrived in North America. Yes, the game is great, but an RPG about farming isn't exactly an easy sell. In the mid '90s, the video game market was still dominated by platformers and action games. Plus, it came out well after the release of the Nintendo 64, PlayStation, PlayStation, and Sega Saturn, a console generation that introduced 3D graphics into gaming. Those who stuck with the SNES to check out Harvest Moon found out a charming life simulator about managing crops and livestock while making friends in a new town. Uh, It may not be the most exciting game, but anyone who has to put some time into it can vouch that it's one of the most addictive. So, this is basically the idea of where Farmville for Facebook came from. Yep, yep. Sounds interesting, to be honest. Like, I don't mind the simulator games. Yeah. Some of them could be pretty cool. Some of them can be fun. I've tried a couple of them out. Uh, they're not bad. Did you play Goat Simulator? No. It's fun. You should check it out. That's fair. Yeah, Um. I give it a shot. You play a goat. I, no shit. <laughs> and there's a, I don't, I don't know if it's an Easter egg in the game or if it's just like a, like a mod that someone made on PC, but you could turn into like Satan's goat and you can fucking like curse people and shit. That's awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. However, moving on, <clears throat> number 23, Super Mario All Stars. This was a fantastic game. This actually was in 1993 for Nintendo, is when this first came out. But, um, Long before remasters were a regular occurrence, Nintendo took its already classic Super Mario Bros. NES title, redid the graphics and sound, and released them all in one package on the Super Nintendo. To the top things to top things off, the package included a then rare save feature and a super difficult Japanese version. Oh, I didn't know that. Of Super Mario Bros. Of Super Mario Brothers 2, which hasn't been released in North America up to that point. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense now. You ever play Super Mario Bros. 2? On the All Stars package? Mm-hmm. They then re released this for the Wii. Hmm. But this game this game is fun. Uh, yeah. I've played a lot of this game. I have played that before. I, I don't remember the... That's two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I've played it. Because I remember the fucking little 
dinosaur looking things. <laughs> I've played a lot of the Mario games. Very fun. The Love first three Mario Bros. games were absolute classics, and every gamer should experience. While the original versions hold up very well, the Super Mario All Stars is arguably the best w- way to experience the titles. Next, we got number twenty-two F Zero. It looks familiar from the picture. I'm gonna say that I probably have played it. I just don't remember. But the big end doesn't get nearly enough credit for basically inventing modern racing games. F Zero pioneered pseudo pseudo 3D racing using the SNES's mode 7 graphics which is still the basis for most racing games. F Zero's graphics may not be as impressive now, but it's still not too hard on the eyes and r- the racing still feels fast-paced and challenging even if the age of even in the age of or Forza. even in the age of Forza. Reading's complicated for me. It's fine. <laughs> it's too bad Nintendo doesn't seem interested in making HD sequels of the futuristic racer. We haven't seen a game since 2004. Uh, F-Zero, it, to me, I think it was like spaceship B type deal. Yeah, I could see that. Number 21. Did you ever play the Contra games? I don't know. Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Contra and its sequel Super C were among the best games released on the NES, so expectations were high for the SNES follow-up. Thankfully, Konami delivered a game that upped the ante and even more ridiculous set pieces, like riding a motorcycle and a missile, better graphics than ever, and the series trademark tough but fair difficulty. There's a reason why the Alien Wars is often called the best game in the long-running series. Contra. Contra's good. I'm I'm pretty sure that I've never played this one. Um, It doesn't look familiar to me. Konami did good with Contra. If you want to kind of like... So Contra's like a side-scroller, kind of like TMNT. Okay. Um, And it gives me very... It looks kind of like... uh, Resident Evil y. Mm, I'd say more like um like uh Gears of War. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gears with the aliens and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Okay. Contra Contra's a good game. Good games. Hmm, I'll just try it out. Number twenty, Secret of Mana. Uh it kinda looks familiar to be honest. <laughs> so this is a Square Enix game. Square's take on the action RPG genre is remembered fondly for its lush graphics, memorable soundtrack, and three-player co-op gameplay. While some say it surpasses the Legend of Zelda series, the sometimes finicky combat doesn't quite hold up as well as the older games in the Nintendo series. If you you do want to experience the Secret of Mana again, or for the first time, just remember to stick with the SNES version. The title has been remade twice now, but neither of those versions have the same charm as the original. Hmm. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember. It looks... When you look at it, like, it kind of looks familiar. But, I don't, like, all sure of the games... Like, a lot of games look like that back in the an day. action RPG. It reminds me a lot. It basically... Uh, so, you've, of course, Square Enix right out of Japan. Um... They, they, their 
style of gaming or their style of games are more like anime. Mm. Makes me think of anime cartoons and and they just kind of like put it into a game. So that's that's what I see. It's basically like Zelda anime. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't know. Really if, stupid, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've ever played this one or not. I don't think I have. It looks different. It looks interesting. Uh, give it a shot. I, I might even give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, number nineteen, Super Mario Kart. Uh, I have played this. I think this is actually like the first version that came out of this. Fun fact, Super Mario Kart started off as just a vague idea to create a two-player racing game to complement F-Zero. Oh, no shit. Which was single-player only. It was only well into development that Nintendo decided Mario and the gang would fit the game. And thus, Nintendo stumbled upon one of its biggest franchises. Yeah, sure the fuck did. While the racing and battle modes are still pretty fun, Super Mario Kart is the best experience as a piece of nostalgia as opposed to your go-to racers. But the original's legacy is undeniable as it paved the way for all of its even better successors. So that's one thing that I would did want to say. I like Oh, I love Super Mario Kart. Some of the newer Mario Kart. Oh yeah, 100%. Like this one better. this was a good start to it. Don't get me wrong. Like this I okay. have played this. I do remember this game. It was a very good start to it. It was just fun and it was different mm-hmm. back in the day. The newer ones for like Wii and for like the uh, um, well, the Nintendo what the fuck is the the Switch the Switch yeah um, Mario Kart eight yeah like they're, they're just well realistically Mario Party is probably one of my favorite games to play on the Switch. However, Mario Kart we used to play the Cam and I used to play that on the Wii. We would literally play that for like fucking seven eight hours straight. Okay. So. Just to interject, as much as I love Mario Kart 8 and the subsequent Mario Karts all the way down to this one, I don't know if any of you heard, but if you're from our generation, you may have heard of it. I don't know if you've actually heard of this. Probably not. But uh, for the GameCube, there was Mario Kart Double Dash. Now, Mario Kart Double Dash, you could play two players on a kart. One person drove. No shit. And one person stood on the back and threw the fucking items and they could punch people and shit. <laughs> And you know what that reminds me of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, yeah, hold on. Okay. They create our generation created a drinking game out of Mario Kart Double Dash. Our generation created a drinking game. No. <laughs> so the way that it plays is you play two players, obviously one in the front, one. Well, actually, you could play up to. I think you could play up to eight players with the expandable thing for the GameCube, but uh. So there's four racers and four people on the back. Now, you can't drink and drive. Clearly. But the Don't whole, drink and drive. The children. whole point of the the whole point of the game is that both people have to finish their drink before and you usually play it with tall boys, so mm-hmm. it's not that easy. But both players have to finish their drink before um, the end of the race. And I think you only do two laps not three or longer. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, you can't drink and drive, and if you're caught drinking and driving, you're disqualified. But you have to pull over and switch spots, because you could switch spots with the person by both of you hitting the button, and you, like, tag team and switch. Mm-hmm. But So it's like Donkey Kong in that sense. 
where yeah. you tag each other in and out. Yeah, so so you switch spots, and the other person gets to drive with their controller while you hit people and everything. So hmm. you have to finish your tall boy while you're on the back throwing items and shit. And whenever you guys switch, you have to pull off so people have the chance to pass you. Mm-hmm. And then whoever crosses the finish line with both of their beers empty wins. All right. Yeah. We could do that. I guarantee we'd win that. Uh, I don't know. Depends on who we're playing against. If PJ's up here, it's going to be rough. But there, there's also uh, there's also small little... Uh, we'll have to actually look up the drinking game. Cause we'll have to look it up. There's different. There's other different parts of the race where you got to like take a drink. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not allowed to drink for a certain amount of time, etc., etc. So. We'll have to look it up. We also might have to go drop kick your children. Yeah. Um... Number 18, Act Razor. I don't remember this one. Uh, at its core, Act Razor is a fairly standard platformer, and its city building gameplay is downright simplistic. Yet, by combining those things with a unique take on the judo Christian mythology, the result is one of the best underrated games of the 16 bit era. While ActRaiser is often cited as one of the best games of time, the hardcore gamer developers and even the little interest in revising its ideas, games like Dark Cloud and Dragon Quest Builders have offered similar experiences, but even those lack the spark made of ActRaiser so beloved, ActRaiser itself has been dormant since the also excellent SNES sequel. It's going to be a little out of sorts, but I'm going to go fuck you, son. No. Are you doing it? All right. All right, so I'm going to continue. Oh, well. Yep, that's Drew's phone. He's going to go fuck his son up. And I'm going to keep this going for a little bit. So, bear with me. Yeah. (laughs) That's Drew talking on the phone. It's fine. Um, So, number 18. uh, I don't really remember that one. I don't entirely know if Drew remembers that one. Uh, It looks somewhat familiar, but... I, I can't say that I know it entirely, so I'm just going to kind of leave it there. And uh, moving on to number 17, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I remember all of the Street Fighters. This one does look familiar. I'm not going to say this is one of the ones that I know better, but like I know the original Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2, so Street Fighter Turbo... <coughs> does say the 90s were the heyday of fighting games but with a few expectations most of those titles have been long forgotten then there's the classic street fighter 2 capcom stumbled onto something big with its sequels combo system allowing players to strategize like never before and eke out victories when defeated seemed when defeat seemed all but certain add in a cast of instantly iconic characters from around the globe and a pumped up soundtrack and you have the recipe for one of the best fighters ever made there have been a ton of street fighter games since this one including plenty of updated versions of the second game but street fighter 2 turbo on the n s n e s is the ultimate version of the game it's also the game that introduced the mighty akuma to the fighting world so points for that too 
Uh, like I said, I do remember this game. Uh, it is it is a good one. I don't remember it as much as the other ones, but it is a very good one. Give it a shot. Try it out. Um, I know you guys are kind of just stuck with me because Drew's, you know, dealing with his children. It is what it is. This is what we do. This is why we are unfiltered and imposed and we give our fucking opinions. <laughs> Number 16, Super Castlevania 4. I don't remember this game at all, to be honest. Um, it doesn't look familiar. I don't know if Drew has remembered this one. I'll, we'll hit back on these once he gets back in here. But Castlevania has already made a name for itself as one of the gaming's primary franchises on the NES when the series made the jump to 16-bit, the Metro oh, Metroidvania genre that we all know and love today hasn't yet been established. So Konami opted for a bigger, better version of the NES games. This was a Castlevania that was super in every conceivable way. With detailed graphics, a haunting soundtrack, and much smoother controls than the slightest clunky NES entries. While Castlevania IV has been surpassed by many of its sequels that have opted for more exploration and RPG mechanics, there's still an argument to be made that it's very best of the original side-scrolling titles. Uh, did that hurt? It did. It fucking did hurt. I'm not gonna lie. It hurt Jesus a lot. That was that was a that was a struggle. Um, this is why this is why I'm not the reader because I felt like myself was gonna stroke out while I was doing that. Uh, as you could tell, Drew is fucking back. Oh man! And uh, this is what happens when I get left alone and have to read. They played Castlevania. Uh, I have not played Castlevania. Have you? Yeah, I've played all of them. Okay, I fucking love those games. I never played them, so I, I honestly didn't have a didn't have a uh, good old opinion. Vampire hunting. Okay, I didn't have an opinion on them, so that's why I, I kind of told our listeners. Um, the other one that we also went through was Street Fighter Two. Uh, while you were gone, mm-hmm. uh, Turbo Street Fighter Two Turbo. You remember the Street Fighter games? Mm-hmm. Uh, we played those a lot. Falcon Turbo, I punch. do. Yeah, I do remember Turbo a little bit. Um, not one of the ones that I remember a lot, but I definitely you remember do. Blanca. I do. I remember Blanca. Have you ever seen someone that looked like Blanca? Blanca? I have. <laughs> It's creepy. Uh, and then, the obviously, the Castlevania ones uh, I have not played. But Drew apparently has played, so he will have a better opinion on it than I will. Uh, Castlevania. Uh, I mean, not much really to say other than they're, they're uh, good side-scrollers. Uh, fighting, basically... Which, if we're being completely honest, a lot of the... Killing dead people. A lot of the Nintendo and Super Nintendo mostly side-scrollers, so... Yeah. It's just how it was. But those were the best. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And I don't think they can go back to side-scrollers. No. Well, I mean, I know they can, but they can't perfect it like it was perfected back in the day. No, I don't. Other than Shredder's Revenge, but I'm pretty sure that that was the same company that made... Right. 
the original. Moving on, this is actually also one of Drew and I's top, I would say three. Yeah. If it's not directly behind. I would say it probably goes Turtles, Mario, and then this one, which is Donkey Kong Country. Uh, it's probably Drew and I's top three that we play still to this day. The minecart level. Um, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that one. That one is a motherfucker. Donkey Kong was the original face of Nintendo during the early arcade games, and by the time the SNES had rolled around, the big ape had been <laughs> overshadowed by a certain Italian plumber. Meanwhile, the big ape <laughs> the big ape starred in a game in years, and Donkey Kong Jr., the original baddie's son, only supporting role in Super Mario Kart. Fortunately, Donkey Kong Country used then-revolutionary 3D sprites in us and to bring new life to the character. At the time, no other game had same level of detail. In fact, if in fact, there still aren't many games that look like it. Admittedly, the gameplay isn't quite as smooth as many other of the contemporary Nintendo ti- Nintendo titles. At times, the game can be downright frustrating, but DKC is still the, still worth the occasional playthrough as well as its many sequels. You seem like you struggled through that one. You got the hiccups, don't burping. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this game, the this game is one of the fucking phenomenal. Funnest. It's absolutely fantastic. Most yeah. fr- fr- frustrating. Well, here's the thing, and one of the reasons why I think it's frustrating is because it's made by Rare Games. And Rare Games makes very frustrating fucking games. Yes, 100%. They make the Borderlands, don't they? No. No. I don't think so. Rare no, Games... I'm sure no, no. Um, um, sea of Thieves. Uh, I think they make Sea of Thieves. Also not correct. Maybe. Maybe they do. I'm... Listen. If we're being 100% honest, I don't know. I'm just kind of... Throwing a shot out here. Maybe the Assassin's Creed's? They do make Sea of Thieves, you were right. Ha! Ha ha! Fuck you! Sea of Thieves, Battletoads, Banjo-Kazooie, Conquerors, uh, Viva Pinata, Perfect Dark, Cameo. Uh, It's just a whole mess of Rare Games. Rare Games was actually one of the most popular popular game developers uh, back in the day, mostly for Nintendo and then some of the more subsequent consoles. You talk about me struggling! And then Microsoft bought them. And that's why most of all the Rare Games are on the Xbox One as remastered backwards compatibility slash remake. Hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You ever play Conker's Bad Fur Day? <coughs> ever play fucking what? Conker's Bad Fur Day. Nope, can't say I have. Play a little squirrel. It was the very first rated R Nintendo game. Or rated M Nintendo game. Really? Yeah. Did the squirrel swear? Uh, all the time. Awesome. And uh, you face one of the, one of the bad guys in there is a big pile of shit. You showed me that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, that. It looked weird. The, I mighty, don't, the mighty poo. The mighty poo. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Tommy and I actually played this one a lot because back then he was a huge basketball fan. It's NBA Jam. Hmm. Um, there was a time when sports didn't. 
Sports games didn't try so hard to simulate the real thing while squeezing every last penny out of the players through micro trans. I'm not even. Yeah, transactions. Micro transactions? Yeah, that one. Um, you used to just pick an NBA star or maybe a Mortal Kombat character. Character? Yeah, okay. I'm or definitely fucking president. struggling. Give me a minute. Head to the court and proceed to repeatedly jump 50 feet in the air to air dunk on your opponents while setting the ball on f- f- fire. It was a simpler time. <laughs> NBA Jams is a basketball in only the l- loosest sense of the word. But by throwing out most of the rule book and focusing on action and pure fun, it morphed into a classic game that even players who care little for the sport can enjoy. And it was, honestly, because I have never been a basketball fan. Um, there's just something about the squeaky shoes on the floor that piss me off, and it mm. makes me want to pull my goddamn hair out. Um, so, However, this game was super fun, and I would still play it to this the, day. The only NBA game, if I'm being honest, that I enjoyed was NBA Street. That was... You remember NFL Street? Oh, yeah. I do like those Made games. by the same developer. The Street but, games were fun. But, but that's not my favorite NFL game, though. My favorite NFL game uh, is Blitz. Yeah. Where you could fucking power bomb and yeah. power drive people. That was good. That was a good. If we're being honest, I liked a lot of the football games. Uh, probably a lot of that was well, I still like Madden. Yeah, like Madden. Uh, a lot of those I played because of Mark. We used to actually play the uh, NCAA ones. Yeah, and then college football. We would play the college football, create our characters, go through that, and then you could import that mm-hmm. character into, into Madden. Madden. Yeah. And uh, I remember doing that with Mark a couple of they times. They haven't made an NCAA game, I think, since 2016. I don't know. Because they could never get the contract right because there was a big uproar. A lot of people may know this. A lot of people may not. Uh, there was a big uproar about the college students wanting to get paid for game sales just like NFL student, or NFL players get paid for Madden game sales. I mean, um, but unfortunately, due to being not allowed to be paid as an NCAA player, which is in their contract, mm-hmm. uh, they said that's the reason why. Now, the, with the biggest uproar, that what uh, so NCAA decided to stop allowing the games being made from EA, so EA kind of scrapped it. Um, the biggest thing that I said I think they should have done is they should have. Put it towards the kids' tuition. Yeah. You don't have to pay them, but you could pay their tuition. You know? Yeah. And then that that was the biggest thing. They were like, well, we, we're not really using the kids' name. We're just using... And they were like, okay, but you're using our numbers and our stats. Right. So there's still If a you're using something data. from them, fucking help them. I mean, listen, if we're being completely honest, college is fucking expensive. Yeah. Like, ridiculously expensive. Especially whenever you're playing ball. Right. So, if you're good enough to have your stats, even if it's not your name, but to have your stats put on a game, pay pay a fucking semester, if yeah, at the so least. And, and like, 
helping the fuck out. You, I would I would even go as far as saying put their names on the jerseys anyway because you're already using their stats and their yeah. number. And if you're going to start paying their tuition for it because they're that good, right? Then put the, give give people glory. Who else gets to say that? You know? Right. Oh, hey, I'm I was good enough when I was in college to where I made it on to fucking NCAA. Yeah, because think about game. this. Think about all those people that thrived in college, never made it to the NFL. Right. And then they have all those all that debt and everything right. from college and everything cuz they fucking busted an ACL or some shit or they literally just didn't make the cut. Right. Yeah. Like help helping people help people. I don't know how many times we have to say it. Quit being douchebags. Help each other. Right. Moving Anyways, on. moving on. <laughs> Number 13, Tetris Attack. Don't be fooled by this Tetris game. It was just for branding. This brand new puzzle game is where you match the colored blocks in groups of three or more as they slowly rise from the bottom of the screen while a single player mode is very great and includes a bunch of characters from Yoshi's Island the real highlight is the two player mode Tetris Attack is one of the best competitive puzzlers around Nintendo hasn't tried to cop co-opt the Tetris name again for the series but it has released a couple of follow-ups Planet Puzzle League for the DS and equally beloved Pokemon Puzzle League for the Nintendo 64. Okay, clearly neither one of us can read. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, because the mobile market has their hands on this. You lost your puzzle games to the mobile market. They will never make these games for the console again because it dominates on mobile phones. Yeah. Puzzle games are... People, mobile phone. People would rather play it on their phone. Than yeah. Play. Candy Crush has killed every. Listen, if we don't, game. yeah, Candy Crush. I still have never played Candy Crush. Neither have I. Um, I refuse to play it. The only reason I refuse to play it is because, uh, fuck you. Uh, I don't really have a reason. Um, because I just don't want to. Um, but Tetris is fantastic. Regular Tetris. This isn't Tetris. Regular. Okay, excuse no, well, the fuck out of me. No, I was just saying, I was just saying. Yeah, this, regular... That's the reason why I... I mean, like listen, it. don't get me wrong. Like, Tetris Attack playing, like, you know, against somebody, that would be pretty cool. Like, I'm not saying that that wouldn't be awesome. If it was actual Tetris. Correct. However, the Candy Crush style games need to go. I don't care how addicted you are to them. Stop yeah. appealing to Gen X. Yeah, I don't... Uh, They're done playing video games. I don't I don't like it. Uh, Gen X, you can suck my ass. Um, that's fair. I, I'm just I'm sick of you stealing everything from us. Right. Uh, us millennials are starting to uh, figure it out that you're just trying to repeat everything that we've already come out with. So um, fuck off, you uh, little that'd pricks. Be, that'd be Gen Z. Gen X is above us, buddy. Oh, Gen Z. Yeah, you're right. That's the ones that I was talking about. Gen this, Z. These are the games that Gen X plays on their iPad. No, iPad. Gen X doesn't fucking play games. I go in enough houses for cable to know that Gen X, the only reason why they want their internet... Is so they can play is so Tetris. so they can play... No, their stupid fucking Candy Crush and other puzzle games on their iPad 3. Oh. Well, Gen X is a When the iPad, assholes. like, 7, 8, 9, 12 is I don't out. know why I keep putting those on. It hurts my head. Why is my iPad so slow? I don't know. Maybe because it came out 15 fucking years ago. And you should get a goddamn new one. Right. Um, I was actually talking about Gen Z. You're a bunch of little fuckers. Stop stealing shit from us. Uh, Gen X, you're also assholes. 
Um, but that's who we learned it from. But quit being assholes. Um, Number 12. Yeah. Super Punch-Out. The original Punch-Out is still considered one of the greatest games of all time, and Nintendo didn't change much for the sequel. It is still boxing mixed with professional wrestling, featuring big, ridiculous characters, except they look better than ever, thanks to the power of the SNES. Maybe it's a complete lack of Mike Tyson or the slightly inferior music, but Super Punch-Out isn't remembered quite as fondly as the NES original. The pattern-based matches have held up very well, though, and you're hard-pressed to find a better arcade boxing game. I, like I do Punch remember Out. that game. Justin used to play Punch-Out all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I played this one. It was really fun. I liked it. I It pissed us off. <laughs> I was actually good at it. so It was a fun game, but it pissed us off a lot. Number 11. Kirby Superstar. I remember Kirby. Kirby was a very fun game. Uh, obviously, it reminded me of like Mario because I think it played pretty much the same. Yeah, well, kind of, but yeah, side scroller. Yeah, it was a side scroller. Um, while the Kirby franchise is still very popular, the most consistent criticism of these games is usually that there's too short and light on content. Yeah, very easy to beat. Yeah, yeah. Not that long. Kirby Superstar is a is the rare exception to the rule, boasting seven unique gameplay <clears throat> segments, plus two shorter mini-games that feature multiplayer. The result is one of the most diverse and deep games in the Kirby series, if not the SNES and entire library. Dude, yeah, seriously, I I can't fucking do. Uh, oddly enough, I got it. Fuck you. Oddly enough, despite being so fondly remembered and often lauded as the best in the series, none of the sequels have attempted to duplicate the same gameplay style as Superstar. Yeah, seriously, like I just fucking I hate reading. I don't know why. It's it's it, clearly I struggle with it. Uh, Kirby was a very fun game. I liked all the Kirby games. They were very fun. Uh, give them a shot. Yeah. Number 10, Final Fantasy 2. Final Fantasy was a phenomenal franchise. I'm pretty sure they still make games. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't deny. Uh, I'm going to let Drew take this one, though, because I'm done reading. We now call it Final Fantasy 4, but originally it went by a different name because the second and third games weren't released in the U.S. until years later. Without experiencing those games, Final Fantasy II was light years ahead of the original, featuring the debut of the active time battle system that divined the series for more than a decade, as well as the first real cinematic storytelling in the series. While Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo has aged just fine, later ports that improved the sound and graphics, and most importantly cleaned up the translation, are really the best way to experience this gem. Final Fantasy is good games. Yeah, uh, they are my actually favorite, very my good favorite games. Final Fantasy. Uh, I think it was like number six. No, seven. Seven, maybe. Oh. And we're back. Sorry about the technical difficulty. Oh my god, dude! I'm telling <laughs> you, if if that would have not happened, I would have <laughs> lost my shit. I don't know what you guys didn't 
<laughs> like you left off on? <laughs> no, it was right as we ended. So okay, so um, yeah, Final Fantasy games are very fantastic. Uh, give them a shot. Uh, moving on to number nine, or yeah, number nine, Super Mario RPG. This is probably one of the only Mario games that I have not played. Uh, I don't know if you have. Uh, not really. I wanted to play it, but I never really got the chance. Square Enix was pumping out classic RPGs at a such ridiculous rate in the 90s that even Nintendo jumped in at the chance to work with the company. The two companies expedited the process with the development of only lasting a little over a year. But somehow in that time, Square came up with one of the funniest, best-looking games on the SNES, Super Mario RPG. Stands out as one of the finest RPGs in the Mario games of all time. Despite its pedigree and strong reception, Square and Nintendo never worked together again on another Mario RPG. The Paper Mario and Mario Luigi game series games that eventually sprung out of the collaboration have all been developed by Nintendo and close and its close affiliates without any involvement from Square. So I'm going to guess that so I do I mean I I am happy that whoa, Square Whoa whoa whoa. Breathe. Oh, I'm happy that to find out that Square Enix worked with Nintendo and made an RPG, but my personal guess and kind of thought about this is that they created basically what would later bring on Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine and all those other Mario RPGs that you could play and Luigi's Mansion. Right. So I'm going to guess this is where that started. Probably. Moving on. Number 8. Mega Man X. I remember the Mega Man games uh, vaguely. vaguely. They were good. I remember a lot of things vaguely. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Uh, with a whopping six games released on the NES, the original Mega Man series was getting a bit stale. But the early nineties, uh, by the early nineties, Mega Man X injected new life into the series with a more mature protagonistic and faster gameplay that allowed him to dash and climb. Still, the basic combat and ability to choose which robot master to face next ensured that Mega Man X didn't stray too far from its roots. A ridiculous number of sequels have followed in the X series and multiple other Mega Man subseries. And while X2 and X3 on the SNES ES are also fine games, there's a very good argument to be made that Capcom still hasn't surpassed the original Mega Man X as the best game in the entire franchise. I, I can agree with that. Uh, I also could agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I liked Mega Man X. I did like I, Mega I, Man I'm X. I'm pretty sure that that's one of the only ones that I played. I played a couple of them. Uh, I actually, Todd and I played because he got some kind of like simulator uh, for the older games yeah. on his Switch. And Mega Man was one of the ones that he really liked when he was younger. Because obviously Todd's fucking old <laughs> and he grew up in like the 80s. <laughs> So that was one of the ones that he really played, um, and he showed me those. And I don't remember the ones that he played. This is the one that I remember playing a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's that. Moving on. Number seven. Continue. Earthbound. Released at a time when console RPGs meant 
questing through the medieval fantasy world, most gamers just weren't ready for Earthbound in the 90s. Unusually funny, clever, surreal, and self-referentialness sci-fi tinged story is both about saving the world and exploring the Western culture from an outsider's perspective, something that's still rarely seen in video games. While the game is sold abysmally in the United States <clears throat> upon release, then became sought after for a collector's item, and now finally the easy way to experience this classic thanks to the Wii U and the new 3DS and the SNES Classic, maybe one day Nintendo will finally cave and give us some version of Still Japan Only Sequel Mother 3. These things are weird. I used to see these things all the time when I went to games. I do too. I don't remember playing them. I feel like they'd be fun. But I feel like they're also like strategic games, and that's more me than you. Maybe. So. Well, it's still an RPG, so. Yeah, but you have your strategic RPGs, and then you have your RPGs. Like, I'm more of the strategic RPG. So, you know, in uh, Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Ness, that little kid with the bat. Mm-hmm. This is the game that he's from. So, All right, that's it. That that's makes him. more sense. That's him right there. That's fair. Yeah, sure is. All right, moving on. Number six, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. I do remember this one. Yoshi's Island is an excellent example of how Nintendo prefers to only make sequels when it has fresh ideas to justify them. A sequel to Super Mario World that just featured the same gameplay and new worlds would have sold millions, but Nintendo decided to put some extra work into the craft, work into craft a game centered on Mario's dinosaur pal, Yoshi. With more puzzles to focus on Yoshi's ability to swallow items and spit them out, a new hand-drawn graphics also separated from Super Mario World and the rest of the SNES catalog. The, in fact, Yoshi's Island may very well be the best-looking game on the Super Nintendo. While developed and marketed as a sequel to Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island went on to spawn its own series of platformers featuring the beloved dinosaurs al- Although none are as well regarded as the original. I wouldn't say that. I like all the Yoshi's Islands. I do too. I thought they were very good games. Uh, I thought they were... uh, It was different. Which is what I like in a game. Like if, If you put a different spin on a game that I have played for years and it's a good spin. like Obviously you're taking a shot in the dark putting a spin on a game. But if it's a good spin, I mean, it is what it is. And I thought all of the Yoshi's Islands were really fun games, to be honest. Yeah. Any, uh, all of them that I've played have been fun. So, I liked them. We're in the top five, people. Uh, Final Fantasy 3. Well, we've hit... Uh, well, what was it? Final Fantasy 2 was mm-hmm. um, above. And we've hit kind of the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh to hit this one a little bit, like if we're being completely honest, this all one, of this one was actually Final Fantasy VI. Well, if we're being due, completely honest, due to the two that were only released in Japan and then only later released in the U.S. Right. So, um, all of the Final Fantasies were very good games. To be honest, it was a very good franchise, very good games. 
Um, I enjoyed the ones that I played. I've only played like I think two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember which ones I played because that was back probably when I was doing drugs. Huh. And by drugs, I mean marijuana. Huh. And I don't remember a whole lot from that time because I was, you know, high. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that they were very good games. Um, I know Josh really liked the Final Fantasy game that he played with us a lot. I don't remember which one it was, though. The only one I've ever really played was 7. Okay. And maybe. I played it on the original PlayStation. It was fucking three discs. I remember playing a few of them. And 8 was four discs. I don't remember them being multiple discs. Yeah. So. For the PlayStation, they were fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, I do remember playing a couple of them. Uh, it was probably over, maybe even at Billy's house. I think he had them when he was with Amanda. I don't know. I, I remember playing. I know he had the Injustice games. I also think he had the um, Final Fantasy games. And we played those uh, a good bit. And they were pretty fun. I enjoyed them. Right. Uh, I got my ass kicked a lot. Um, I did, you know, put some put some ass whooping out. But uh, as far as the Final Fantasies go, they're very good games. Um, I'm not going to get too in-depth into this one. I don't recall that one a whole lot. But all of the Final Fantasy games were very good games. It's a very good franchise. Um, I give them kudos for what they've done to the video game world. Um, so try them out. They're very good games. Moving on to number four. This is one of my favorite uh, Super Mario games, which is Super Mario World. And I'm going to let Drew take it. Cause. Back in the 80s and 90s, the debut of each new Mario game was meant to be com- was meant to completely change our perceptions of video games. We had all played the NES Super Mario Bros. games at this point, and we <clears throat> and as beloved as they were, nothing could prepare us for World's massive interconnected map and its numerous secrets. While the cape power up wasn't as revolutionary as Mario's raccoon costume, the addition of Yoshi created tons of new strategies for playing a Mario game, and it couldn't be un- it couldn't be over it can't oh my god it mm-hmm. can't be overstated how mind blowing the graphics and sound were compared to anything on the NES. There's a very good argument to be made that Nintendo still hasn't made a better Mario game since Super Mario World. I agree with that. Even though better graphics and four-player co-op of the new Super Mario Brothers game hasn't topped the legendary platformer. So this is always my go-to Mario game. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I go to this one very, very often. And I've beat this game every which way. I've I've went through every single level. I've also gone the first five levels and entered Star World Mm -hmm. and just played through Star World until I got to Bowser. All of it. Yep. I've I've beaten it multiple times. I've beaten it every which way you can. Um, Drew and I have beat it together. Tommy and I have beat it together. Uh, I've played this game so much that I could probably tell you how to get through every level by just watching which level you're going in. That is how much I've played this game. It is fucking phenomenal. It is one of the most classic games you ever play. Probably the best game that they've ever come out with. Mm. Um, Absolutely recommend. I don't even recommend playing. Like If you haven't played this game, you're fucking missing out. Go play it. Right. 
Like that's that's all I have to say about that. <clears throat> so running into the top three, we got Chrono Trigger. I don't developed by Square game. Enix. Square had no trouble pumping out its hits in the 90s, but all those games were just appetizers for what stands up to be the greatest RPG in the 16-bit generation, Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Features seven different time periods to explore and more than a dozen endings and a deep combat system focused on combining the attacks of your characters. All of these features have shown up in games since, but no one has managed to execute them quite as well. And none look as good as Chrono Trigger's Akira Toriyama-designed world. Do you know who Akira Toriyama is? No. Well, you never watched Dragon Ball Z, did you? Mm-mm. Okay. He's, he's the creator of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Square went to make up many beloved RPGs on the PlayStation, but looking back at its swan song on the SNES may very well be where the developer peaked. I did like Chrono Trigger, and it is a good game, and it's a good action RPG. I think you would like it. It's got a cool combat system and everything. Fair enough. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I am very open to trying older games, because I suck at the fucking newer ones. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all for trying these older games, because I'm actually pretty decent on those once I get the, you know, logistics down. <laughs> Number two. Uh, I'm going to let Drew also take this one because I didn't play these. (laughs) The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is basically what sucked me into what we know as Andrew playing every Zelda game no matter how old he is. The first Legend of Zelda game on the NES was heralded by an instant class as an instant classic. So of course Nintendo followed it up by a bizarre 2D platformer that confuses its fans to this day. Thankfully the third game in the series which arrived on the SNES went back to the top down view and the dungeon crawling that we all know and love. These games... I think I know you hated them in the past, but I think if you played these games now, you'd love them. I'm betting if I played these games now, I'd probably like them. Yes. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. I don't know why. When we were younger, I did not like these games. I don't have a reasonable explanation. <laughs> I just didn't like them. I'm a huge Zelda fanboy. I, I um, have shirts. I have. If I played them now, I would. I probably would never be as much of a fanboy as you are to Zelda. I think however, you could get there. However, I would definitely. I think I would probably appreciate them more now. So, if I played them, if I told you this, I feel like it would. It would probably help you out a bit with the style of games that I know that you like to play mm-hmm. and that you play all the time. Um, I don't think. You would need to play the older, older ones unless you really wanted to try them. Yeah. I would start with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on Nintendo 64, which I think they remade them for, like, the Switch. Okay. So you could play them on that. And then pretty much all of them after that, except Wind Waker. Wind Waker was a great Zelda game, but Wind Waker threw me through a loop and I did not enjoy it. I did not like the cartoony feel and I wasn't a fan of the whole... Riding on waters for 30 minutes to get to the next fucking island. See, that shit doesn't bother me, though. Um, yeah, it doesn't now. That's like, that's like uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Or like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. If we're being completely honest, I don't... <laughs> a lot of Valhalla. You fast travel. Uh, yes. 
I do fast travel. <laughs> However, if if I have to go, if it's less than like 700 meters or something like that, then I'll typically just like ride my wolf because I have a wolf to the place. If it's longer than that, then yeah, I'll fast travel. But, but if you it's getting the boat, not not a whole lot. Which is why I want to play Black Flag because that seems a more more Dude. like the ship so battling. Black Flag. You don't battle in the ships in in Valhalla. No, but Black Flag. It's literally what you would probably want Sea of Thieves to be. Oh, this, that's that fair. new game that's coming out. That fucking new pirate game. We're fucking playing that. You, myself, and Chrissy. At need, at minimum, the three of us consoles. are playing that. What? We need new consoles. Is it only coming out for the fucking PS5 and that's Xbox Series? Bullshit. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the reason why is because it's supposed to update constantly, kind of like Valhalla. Uh, and they can only update. So uh, when we were at Jim Rob's the other day, the their this last update that they're coming out with, I don't know if it's going to be the absolute last one, mm-hmm. but it did say something about Valhalla coming to an end. Or yeah, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like well, they weren't going to make any more Assassin's Creeds coming. Mm-hmm. Oh. Listen, Actually, they're going to have. Listen, I haven't played a lot of the Valhallas. Um, Assassin's Creed. I have played Assassin's Creed. I started Black Flag. I didn't get too in-depth into it. You said you didn't play many of the Valhallas. Yeah, I didn't... My bad. I didn't play many of the Assassin's Creed's. I played Valhalla was pretty much the first one that introduced me into it because I am very Norse background that's what i enjoy i think um, you would that's also, also like my the one that said robe i forget which one it is. oh odyssey yeah odyssey seems like a very fun guy. i did start that one too i i didn't get too far into odyssey or black flag because i started playing valhalla when it first came out yeah. um and it was a super fucking fun game uh, i recommend that i keep trying to get drew but obviously he works a shitload and has children and a wife so it's hard for him to play video games. Eventually get to it. Hopefully he'll eventually get to it because it's a very fantastic, fun game. Honestly, I'm about to play it for him and just have him watch. No. But no. Well, motherfucker, then get on it. I don't know what to tell you. A Link to the Past was overworld and engrossing enough on its own. But it but what really what has really made the game so beloved and its second Dark World map which you use to solve many of the game's puzzles. Even though Zelda games have grown so much larger in the scope since Link to the Past, it's still easy to get lost in the world for dozens of hours. Yeah, these games you could like... Essentially, these Zelda games are pretty much like the Assassin's Creed games. There's so much to do that's not part of the the linear part of the game. What? Open out of my list. Uh-oh. Um... That's fair. Like I said, I would uh, I would honestly like to try them now because I definitely think that I would appreciate them more um, than I did when we were younger. So, coming in at number one, which I don't remember this game, so I don't know if you do, but number one was Super Metroid. Came out in 94. Uh... I don't I remember, remember this. Games. You Metroid, remember this? Metroid Prime, all that. Samus. 
Oh, okay. That sounds familiar. Super Metroid was nearly perfect. The atmosphere, influenced by sci-fi movies like Aliens, expertly enhanced its foreboding. A soundtrack was unmatched for its time. The graphics and character design are still some of the best in gaming, and Samus's journey through the planet Zebus to find ever more power-ups is expertly paced. An example that would influence many Metroidvania games that came after. Though the series has been, it the series has seen its ups and downs. Super Metroid remains the game that can be unequivocally recommended to all game, all types of gamers, and such an incredible achievement in the medium that playing through it should be a requirement for every aspiring developer. Uh, Metroid is a also a side scroller, well started out as one, and. Um, Samus, that's Samus. You've played against and with Samus on Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Samus is a female. A lot of people didn't know that. But, that's fair. Um, I actually didn't know that until I played Super Smash Brothers with Samus in it because you could get the unsuited Samus that was just her blue suit. Mm-hmm. And she. And your, yeah. yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, she has a very similar cannon on her arm, like Mega Man. Nice. Um, Power-ups, you could uh, turn into a ball and like flip around and shit like that. Uh, fun games. Fun games. The Metroid games. But that brings us to an end. Uh, what games were your favorite Super Nintendo games? Uh, some of ours, most of ours, were pretty much in here, uh, which makes me very excited. Yes, very much. Uh, like I said, our top one is definitely Turtles. That That's the one we still play to this day. Super Mario, any of the Mario games. Super Mario World, yeah, pretty much all. Uh, really any of them, but Super Mario World was absolutely, our, I think, our, our favorite uh, mm -hmm. collectively. And then Donkey Kong uh, Country. That was the three that we played the most together and, I think, separately. Um so, yeah, let us know. Interact with us. Get your fucking asses on here. Um, we are going to try. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but we are definitely going to try being more active. Uh, these last few weeks have been crazy. It has been nuts um, with Drew working, me so, trying to get some shit done. We're going to um, figure out the future of the podcast and, and what way we're going to decide to move along. What I may do and try to make a promise to you guys if we can't make it on a thursday rather than um skipping and doing another day uh say like if we're sick or something like that or or you know whatever what i may do is i may set up my xbox and jump on with b and maybe we will play some games and i'll stream them on twitch and youtube yeah uh, I don't. Well, I don't. I'm not. Just, we don't do. I'm not so sure about YouTube. I may be able to figure that out. Um, I'll have to do some digging in. That the whole streaming thing's kind of new to me. I know how to stream on Twitch. I don't really know how to stream on YouTube and Facebook without a capture card, which I do not have. Wait, I, I I will also say that um, we're pretty much going to play the games that we play. I'm not fucking playing Fortnite, so don't no, ask no, us no. to do that because no, no, no. I will not do it. 
No, what we may do is we'll. You might even um, hear Chris in there a little bit. Yeah, too. We'll gears. probably do Gears, Rocket League, try out some more of the Shredder's Revenge and stuff like that. Um, sea of Thieves, we'll probably try that. Chris and I fucking played that the other night. It was very irritating. Um, it's always irritating. Yeah, but well, we'll still fucking more than likely play it because we love torturing ourselves. And and um, you can hear our funny banter outside the podcast and just the random shit that we talk about, say, especially when playing video games. And uh, what I'll do is is I'll actually go in there and um, I'll see. Well, what I'll do is I'll see if I can capture it uh, via my PC even while we're playing. See if I can try to do this without a capture card. If and I he'll can't. actually he'll actually probably try doing this without telling Chris and I because um, oh, yeah, I think it'll be a lot funnier mm-hmm. without us knowing. So I would also and what enjoy I could that. do there is I could actually probably clip those out and start adding those to our TikToks and our reels and our. Yeah, else. so uh, we'll definitely start getting. I'm, I'm not going to say definitely, but I would like to start getting a lot more involved into everything that we're trying to do. There is a lot of technical things that I don't know how to do, uh, which is why I don't do a whole lot, and I usually need this dick bag to help me. But he has been busier than shit, so we haven't really got a whole lot going on. Uh, not his fault because he clearly has a family to <laughs> care for, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna try, guys. So we just need you to kind of stick with us, um, deal with our shit that we deal with on a daily basis and a weekly basis, and we're gonna try getting better at actually doing the podcast. Maybe even you know e- even if we do the podcast on a week, maybe we'll try getting. You know, some Twitch feeds in on us playing video games and stuff like that. Just getting you guys some more content is uh, what we're really trying to do. You know, TikToks, Twitch, whatever. Because we're on all of those. Yeah. So follow us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, um, Facebook. TikTok. TikTok. YouTube. I, I don't YouTube. I might have. I don't know. Instagram. Um, Instagram. That's the one that I was forgetting. Uh, we're on everything, guys. Follow us. Um, let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us yeah, know what you want like, to hear. Give us some ideas because we will never run out of ideas to talk about, but we're going to talk about shit that we want to talk about. If you want us to talk about something, let us know. Yeah, also, sign up for our Patreon and you will get some more uh, fucked up content, I guess is what we'll call it, because we're, we're definitely going to start making some more shorts. I think we still only have like two made right now. Um, but we're going to make those. Those are going to be like our more uh, graphic and fucked up videos. They're also going to be just, you know, like we said, shorts. Uh, probably going to be anywhere between like 20 and 30 minutes long. But you will get those if you sign up for our Patreon. And you will get those for free when you sign up for our Patreon. So please do that. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. And yeah. That's it, guys. We will see you next week. Peace!